as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> LSD fap acid fapping fapping acid acid fapping fapping acid fap 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 acid thank you Oh auspicious beginnings for tonight on Joke yeah. Workshop yeah It's six o'clock it's time for Joke Workshop. We got new jokes from comedians who've been around and good stuff. Uh, hey, please remember on the Joke Workshop, wow, even stuff so so amazing, people are going to have a heart attack in here. We're going to need to get the paramedics. If you're, uh, just be nice to each other. There's microphones everywhere. If you're going to give comments, and please do use a microphone because it's a radio show and the people in the world can't hear you. Even then you're in the room with each other and that's cool. Uh, but, so find a microphone and give comments. It's four minute sets when you hear the horn. That means you have a minute. Uh, and then there's four minutes of commentary that you get to lead. So, you know, if you have specific questions, ask people, you know, if there's certain things you're working on, just use this time the way you want to use it. Because that's what it's here for. I'm sorry that it's hot, but if we keep the door closed, I feel like it keeps the cold air in until it's to a point in the day where it's too hot and then we have to open up all the doors. I don't understand the new weather in the building. All right. Uh, we're going to get started here. Uh, remember, be nice to each other. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. And while you're at it, clap your hands wildly for your first comedian. It's Charlie Spink. Hey, yo, visions of justice, equality's a must. We're going to survive these times. Happy busting like explosives, corrosive social systems. Eat the soul out the human soul. No freedom. Sold by the aristocracy to keep in place. Hierarchies of long established. Pam knows I always bring my sexiest moves for the radio. Ah, <sighs> goodness gracious, serial rapists. What should we talk about today? You guys haven't seen me in a while. I know Pam, I haven't seen in months, and I'll just keep you up to date with what's been going on in my world. I don't mean to get up here and brag about how I'm doing professionally, but I was recently cast in a nationally syndicated dandruff shampoo commercial. Oh my God. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Breakthrough. Contractually, I can't tell you which company it's for, but let's just say I was head and shoulders above the competition. Yes. So I see everybody now looking very skeptically at my scalp, thinking, whenever you can see this sensitive hair on the small screen? Well, sadly, I don't think you will. Because the shoot was scheduled this last weekend for my dandruff shampoo commercial, and I totally flaked. Uh-huh. See, that's a bit of a head-scratcher. I didn't know if I wanted to open with that. But if that joke gets stuck, you know what? Brush it off. You could just brush it right off. Uh, but I'm here to bring up the tough questions, you guys. The type of question Sean Spicer wouldn't answer if he was here. Yeah. I hear a question. Why don't turtles like linoleum? Because hmm? they only reptile. Ah! Yes. They reptile all day. 
Uh, so you guys need to have some more drinks, maybe come out of your shell. And you can laugh at that joke. It's fun. It's slow but steady, and it wins the race, that joke. No, that joke, it's a piece of art. I know Jackson appreciates it. It's a piece of art. It could have been created by any great artist throughout history, like Leonardo or Donatello or Raphael or Michelangelo. That guy drew the Sistine Chapel, and he's a party dude. I loved his pizza work. He did a lot of great things with pizza. LOL. OMG. HIV. Any letters? Oh. Just work. Oh. HIV. See, that got a sigh here in San Francisco. That kills in Africa. <laughs> it does. That joke kills 20 million people a year. I should really write a vaccine for that joke, but you don't make money curing a joke. You treat the joke. <laughs> Hashtag politics. So any sports fans in the house? Come on. That's <coughs> Guzé. Well, I know some of us football fans are still sad by the Aaron Hernandez suicide. I know. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I was a friend of Aaron's, and um, I have a feeling I'm never getting that belt back. So anybody who's in that situation, just hang in there. Really. You should. But it was a disgusting way to end his life. I, know, I don't know what the worst part of his suicide was. I don't know if it's that Bill Belichick filmed the whole thing secretly or that while he was hanging there, Tom Brady deflated his balls. <laughs> He'll get suspended with pay. Don't worry. Tommy's doing fine. <laughs> Speaking of things that happened to me today, I was in the park. Don't ask which one because I didn't write it into the joke. And I saw a sign that very clearly said no littering. And right underneath that sign, I saw a pregnant dog giving birth to dozens of children. Yeah. Littering. Literally. What a bitch, right? Uh, don't dog me out for that one. I thought that was pretty good. Fun fact. When Batman is riding his motorcycle, it's called the Bat Cycle. Even more fun fact. When Batgirl is on her time of the month, it's called... I guess the bat cycle, really. <laughs> don't know what's going on in her bat cave. Does she call the bat cave? Like, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's, that's old school Batman, though. That's like from the 60s. That's a period piece. I'll leave you guys with this. I was at a minor league baseball game recently, for the sake of this joke. And I saw a gentleman propose to his girlfriend at a minor league sports event. No, I'm sorry, I don't care, gay, straight, what religion. If you propose at a minor league sports event, that's not marriage. That's a civil union at best. You guys have been Mutiny, I've been Charlie Spink. Thank you very much. No, anybody? Yay, Charlie Spink, clap for Charlie Spink, yay. Uh, comments, notes, all that kind of stuff. It sure is. I, I, I loved it. I love all your singers. Um, I would just say puppies instead of children oh God, for the litter. That yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Just. It also, it turns up the adorbs factor, which I think is important for that yeah. joke. Yeah, totally. Um, I am admittedly not like a huge fan of puns, but you won me over with your commitment. 
I like, I think the turtle joke like could have been like, oh, okay, okay. But like you just kept going and it actually ended up like really amusing me. So yeah. I like your tenacity. See, that joke works like equally well on land and in water. And I really <laughs> appreciate like, Cruise that. ships. Yeah. I love the puns. I, I'm like, I wanted to do, I was jumping up and down. Literally, I just, I think they're so clever and ridiculous. And, and I mean, I almost had a little trouble with the suicide joke, but I feel like it all works because it's so campy and so silly and you do it at the end and you're already doing like silly one-liners mm -hmm. and you're trying to put the sports in there too. So it's like, it's not like, duh, 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 I'm making a suicide joke. I mean, you are, mm -hmm. but it's like, you're so recognizing it because it's a pun that it's, it, it's almost, it makes it okay kind of like I was fine with I know some other people were everybody got silent on the suicide joke I thought it was kind of funny but then I thought it killed <laughs> yeah. no and like same Aaron thing Hernandez. with the age joke actually because that could have been gone the same direction but then when you uh, brought it back to like a political thing like you don't what is it you, you don't something you treat it you don't make money curing a joke you make, you make money treating yeah, a yeah that was amazing that was perfect <laughs> well thank you very much thank you everybody Yay, Charlie Speak. That's the way it works. Very nice, everybody. Good comments. Love it. Uh, here we go. Your next comedian. He's a great young guy. I've been laughing at him really hard. I really enjoyed You were there on Saturday, too. He's, uh, I feel like we're stalking each other. It's fun. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together. Chris Vialta. Just because there's a vote don't mean that we can hope that the people will promote was Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I'm, I forgot what I wanted to start with. Uh, there's a phrase people like to use. Instead of saying um, shaving our pubes, they say mow the lawn. It's like a euphemism. I think it would be cool if we sort of switched it up. Like we also called mowing the lawn shaving our pubes too, you know? <laughs> I walk down the neighborhood like, hey, John, what you up to? Nothing. Shaving my pubes. <laughs> my spiky green pubes people are kind of allergic to sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I think that sounds fun. Um, what else was there? I wasn't. I wasn't aborted, hence my existence. But I wouldn't mind having had been aborted, if that makes any sense. I don't know, because like if I was aborted, life would be a lot easier. You know, I wouldn't have to do it. No fear of obscurity, taxes, all that stuff. Like I'm surprised fetuses aren't protesting for their own abortion right now, like Planned Parenthood. You know, just helping out with the cause. It's like sticking their hands out their mother's womb, like, God, I don't want to be in here. Abort me, don't birth me. Hashtag, I don't want to breathe. I want to get out. Bloody and messy. Thank you. One person finally got that one fucking joke. That's a, I know that's a tough, I, don't, I love that joke, though. I really do. Uh, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, you are. I don't know. I, uh, I, I really enjoy movies, but there's like a whole history of movies where like, Diversity is a problem, you know, and it's getting better, but there's a whole history where like the most Diverse part of the movie was like the credit sequence where the backdrops black, you know That's like the most diverse it get it got for you and even then you had a bunch of white names on there just muddying it up even like some of my favorite movies like uh, The Breakfast Club that, I love that movie, but that movie made like every teenager feel like they belong except like teens of color, you know, there's like no diversity in that movie. Like the most diverse part about that movie is Emilio Estevez's name. And even that's, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and even like that's a lie, you know? Cause his mom, she's from Kentucky, like white as fuck Kentucky. And his dad is from Spain, which is like the whitest brown you could possibly be, you know, like Spain. Like there's more 
Taco Bells and Taco Trucks in Spain. You know, that's how they filmed the Cheetah Girls 2 in Spain, the Disney Channel original movie. That's how white it is. Like, it's not even, and it, Cheetah Girls is kind of diverse, but it's still like, it's still a Disney Channel movie. So it, all the money is just going into the pockets to preserve Walt Disney's head. You know, it's all just preserving the white man at the end of the day. His head's cryogenically frozen in the Matterhorn if you've been to Disneyland. <laughs> I've seen it. You go there, you smell it. It's there. Yeah. Just you can feel the hate. You know, it's interesting. Speaking of racism, there's a... Like, if you look at the annals of history, like, the first races, they weren't really against people of different skin color. It was mostly different regions. Like, the English hated the Irish and the Americans hated, like, German immigrants. It's, I think it's weird. It's like, I think it's a special kind of racism to also be picky about the white people, you know? It's like, you can't just have probably too long of a setup. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I, have a, I have a grandpa. Like most grandpas, he's dead as fuck, but I kind of <laughs> like him for that. <laughs> he's dead as fuck. There's like a level of, I really, he was like the first blood relative that I lost. Like, I had a bunch of uncles who died, but I'm technically Hispanic, so, like, everyone's my uncle. It didn't really matter, you know? Like, if you're, if you're brown and you like corn, you're my uncle, basically. That's how it works. And he was my first, like, kind of... It was supposed to be tragic, but I didn't, I didn't know him. I didn't cry or anything, because I... It was, like, he lived in El Salvador, and he had no interest in coming here, you know? Like, because over there, he made it over there. He was, like, a farmer. He had his wife. He was a respected elder. He was living the American dream in, like, another country. If he came here, it would just ruin everything, you know? Just a bunch of people in suits saying, ah, you're brown and you're old. You can't do shit. Like, get out, basically. And I didn't want to go over there because there are, like, big bugs in El Salvador. I'm not, I'm not risking that shit, you know? Like, I'm pretty sure there's no Wi-Fi on farms. Like, getting to know your roots is not worth no Netflix for a week, I think, honestly, you know, it really isn't. There's more to that. Thank you for your time, though, everybody. Thank you very much. MIC and spin Chris Fialda, yay! And then yay. All right, comments. Obviously, you got good laughs on that last joke. The setup was good, and it paid off at the end. Cool. With the Netflix, no Netflix for a week. Mm -hmm. There's more. There's uh, more to that joke? Like, it keeps going on? Like, that's just the setup? That's like the first punchline. Oh. Yeah. Like, well, why don't you, since, well, since that was like kind of the, arrested? well, that, that was the funniest thing I kind of heard of this. Do you want to keep going with those punchlines? And just so we can hear them, just. I can go quick. I try to go. Yeah, just, just, just go um, for them. Do them. Netflix. There's that gap, the location. There's also the uh, language gap. He spoke Spanish. I don't know Spanish anymore. I forgot it. I, I could have learned, I, I kind of feel bad because I could have gone to high school, learned Spanish, but instead I just learned French which I thought that'd be cool, you know. To this day, I still don't know anybody that speaks French, including myself, like. And there's also like the generational gap, you know? Cause like, he was a hardworking farmer. I don't speak that language. Just like he doesn't speak like over emotional aspiring artists, you know, like. <laughs> like when he, when I see a mango, I just want to talk, compare it to love, you know? And like in this range from sour to sweet, he sees a mango, he just wants to fucking eat it, you know? Like, there's a huge gap right there. That's it, okay, there. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Well, okay, so I thought that the joke was going to be about not having Netflix for a week, so I was oh, confused. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I liked that punchline of, like, not being with your, like, just being with your dead grandfather for a week. I mean, it'd be great. That's the concept that I thought was funny. Okay. It was like that, wow, to be with my dead grandfather would be amazing, but not because I can't have, I'd have yeah. to be without Netflix for a week. I can't possibly live that way or whatever. It's just like a comment on okay. you being a millennial, sort of, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and to speak millennial talk, uh, totes my goats, great set. <laughs> I would say I really like the Walt Disney imagery that you presented by saying that his head is frozen actually in the Matterhorn. Mm-hmm. You could smell it. That was so vivid, it made me hate Jews just a little bit. <laughs> and I really appreciate that about any Walt Disney joke. Cool. I thought all the intergenerational uh, stuff about like being a first generation or second generation, I think that's always super interesting to unpack. Like they can't, they wouldn't want to come here. I can't go back there. What does that mean? Yeah. And I thought I liked your use of annals of history. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should just really nerd it up as much as possible. Okay, cool. Emilio Estevez joke was great. <laughs> all right. I feel like when you're comparing like your life to your grandpa's life, like you make comparisons that are like, oh, he sees a mango and wants to eat it. Then you need to say something really unexpected. Like yeah. I see a mango and I think about putting my dick in it or something All right. that like people aren't going to expect you to say. Yeah. That's just what I thought. Because mangoes are kind of like vagina-ish. I think every fruit is. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Not that you should want to put your dick in it, but I mean. Yeah. That's true. They do. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly for Crispy Alta! Democracy and unity, brother. Yay! Move right along. Move right along. Uh, your next comedian is just a lovely human being. Uh, I love his stories. He's every time he tells a story, I'm just sometimes I'm so enraptured I forget the timer is even on, and then I look down and I'm like, fuck. Uh, you guys are gonna love him. Clap your hands wildly. It's Greg Ghetto! Should revert the small groups that fairly choose. I'm living as a based on common views and values. Hello. Um, my name's Greg. I, I just wanna. They're coming for you. That's fine. Yeah. Um, no, this kind of reminds me. So I, I work in the Fisherman's Wharf. I'm a, I'm a Segway tour guide, explains the tan lines. And it's a shitty job, but like, I'm a bachelor, so it pays the bills. And uh, in the. And this past weekend, uh, actually yesterday, um, I I saw a guy die on top of a tour bus. What? Yeah, what? Like, yeah, he like died, and like they were like trying to save him for like 20 minutes, and they couldn't get him down the stairs. He's a big guy, and it's a small, and so like he like died, and like his wife was like crying over his body, and like everyone's standing around watching this, and while all this is happening, all I can think about like watching her cry over her husband's body is. I want that. <laughs> I, wa- I want someone to cry over my dead body. Uh, that's the dream, right? And that was the moment I, I, I updated my uh, Tinder to Tinder Plus. Uh, <laughs> so I want to be alone. <laughs> no, and, uh, I don't, and also, like, the funny thing is, like, <laughs> Do you think she'll write like a Yelp review? <laughs> very, very informative. Uh, husband died, three stars. Uh, would it recommend to a friend? And then the funny thing, the guy had to give a tour after that. <laughs> like, the guy's like, after they clear this dead body off the top of the tour bus, like, he had to go on with the tour. <laughs> like, how do you up that? I don't think there's any Alcatraz fact out there that's going to top that. But also, say what you will, dine on a tour bus sad, but uh, dine, on tour bus, tour, dine on a tour bus alone, much sadder. <laughs> like, so, yeah. 
Fine, fine love. I don't know. No, it's hard, man. It's hard finding uh, love out there. I go out to bars to meet people, and I was at a bar the other weekend, and there was a group of girls and I, at the bar, and I went up to one of the girls, and we were kind of hitting it off. And while we're hitting it off, the, the leader in the group, you know, the, the ugly one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, the one that doesn't want to go home alone. Uh, she said, can't us girls have a girls' night out and not get hit on, not get unwanted attention. And like, I'm from the Midwest, so like, I'm not the most progressive thinker in the world. So like, I, I, thought, I took it what she said, I thought about it. And after a moment, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> like, that's not, it's, we're at a bar, I'm sorry, that's how you meet people. And it wasn't the most positive answer uh, <laughs> you guys can felt just now. And, uh, and I went outside, I was kind of peeved, so I went outside to smoke a cigarette. While I'm smoking a cigarette, a uh, guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? I was like, sorry, man. I only got a like, like, couple left. He's like, no worries. And he walked away. And then right after that guy, another guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? I'm like, I only got three left. He's like, show me your cigarettes. I'm like, I'm not going to show you my cigarettes. The answer is no. And then right after he leaves, another person comes up to me. He's like, can I get a cigarette? I have a quart. I'm like, dude, they're like, they're like 11 bucks a pack. Fuck off. No, the answer is no. And then, and then you remember the ugly girl, the, the one that the leader, she comes outside and says, can I get a cigarette? I said, can't us cigarette smokers just have a cigarette and not get unwanted attention? Uh, <laughs> full circle. But it's not the same, because like, I can just finish my cigarette and throw it in the street and go inside and be safe. Uh, <laughs> You don't have a safe spot, ladies. Womp <laughs> womp. Uh, my name is Greg Gettle. Thank you so much. Greg Gettle. You're amazing. I have nothing to say, but that was great. The whole thing, all the way through, from the unexpected death to the cigarette story. Love it. Love it all. Oh, I got you. Um, unexpected death. When you're like, that's the dream. Um, I feel like you should be like, to die when you're 50 touring San Francisco in a sweatshirt that says San Francisco and have your wife cry over you. Yeah. Like, make it more specific. Well, well make it, like, when you're saying, like, the obvious thing, that, so say that, so, like, the obvious thing is, like, the dream is to have someone cry when you die, but, like, the unexpected thing is to, like, be that man's life, which is probably kind of sad, and then, do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably sad. I agree. Be specific and also take it more over the top and your description about how morbidly obese you want to be. Describe yourself in ways you couldn't describe another person who had the misfortune of being obese and dying on the top of a tour bus. So take that description way farther because the self-deprecatory nature of it will allow you to go way farther than you could just observing the stranger. Cool. Can you narrate my life story with that voice? <laughs> Slowly she turned step by step, inch by inch. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I really like the full circle cigarette joke. Mm -hmm. I would just um, take out the ugly part about that girl. Why, why though? Because you're... Because you, what you said at the end, like, we don't have a safe space, you're contributing to that, like, us not having a safe space. Why does she have to be ugly? She can no, I mean, I'm not friend. contributing to her safe space. No, but ours right now. Like, you're, like, I feel like it's needlessly isolating half your audience. Like, but, she doesn't but, but, have but I'm not the only one doing that. So anything that's, like, a bigger claim to what other people are doing rather than just me specifically? 
Yeah, so don't no, you think I mean, it's like a deep, like, it's like a bigger thing than just what I'm doing? Yeah, it's a bigger thing, but like you're part of it, so you can like make By, a different choice. All right, like, but... Like, uh, she doesn't like, for that. Jo- for the sake of that joke, she doesn't need to be ugly. I, oh, I think she does. So I guess, yeah, I so like I could just... Yeah. yeah. I guess I could ask, I could ask like, to me it's obvious, like to say like the ugly girls don't like the attention and like only the ugly girls... Because oh, like should I say like the, the loneliest like, one rather than the ugliest? Maybe the, ugliest. the loneliest one or just find like an alternative adjective because it's like really judgy and you're like saying she wasn't attractive and that just gets weird and like you could make it more interesting by being more surprising or you could just like not describe why she didn't want the attention. Okay. Or you can just keep calling girls ugly. I mean, it's not all, no. I just that it's just it's just the one. I don't. I think that there's always this one in the group that's always like we all are, need to stick together. And I think and I I think that's a certain type of person. And I, I think we all have a picture in our minds. And I don't think that maybe ugly is not the best word. But I think not necessarily because I've been that girl and like look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. Yes, I have also been that girl. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just maybe we could stop talking about women's looks because I don't think it's the point of the joke. And yeah. so it just becomes like an ancillary weird thing. But yeah. anyway, that's the women's opinion. Feel free to only listen to the men as you yeah. No, I listen and I just uh, disagree. So I'm sorry that I, I disagree. That's, that's mean well, that's, that's I, I've been that ugly girl many it. times and I wasn't offended. <laughs> uh, I just want to say a great set. Yeah. Uh, I loved almost everything. That makes sound like I didn't. I loved everything. It was solid. Uh, just to agree with the... Uh, piling on about the fellow being morbidly obese. Was it a double-decker bus? Yeah. You could say maybe he's no stranger to the double-decker. You know, you could play... You could play on different ways of how the situation, the climate, and all those things could contribute to his fat-assery, if you will. If Greg's allowed to make fat jokes, he should be able to make ugly jokes, though, too. Just saying. We all all can pick our battle. Are you saying that a fat joke can't be pretty? No, I'm just because you're like, you're kind of judging the joke. No, I'm not. I'm saying like if you're gonna judge one thing, you have to judge everything, and it's comedy. So like if he can make a certain kind of joke, he should be able to make the other jokes too. Valid point. Anyway. Toodaloo. Yay! Greg Gettle, yay! Yay! Look, we're having discussion. Yay! We're changing the 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 face of the world through talking yay uh hey your next comedian is a really funny lady and uh and i really like her dangerously stabby pretty necklace she's wearing today i feel like it's i feel like it's pretty and it's super stabby so you can feel safe all the time uh everybody elizabeth mansfield by the ways we be living when will we learn forgiveness and acceptance of the self thank you guys um it feels really weird to be going on now after that discussion we just had. I'm so afraid of like anything I'm going to say, but Greg, I'll get your back. Um, this is all new stuff anyway, so we'll pick it apart. Um, so I'm, I'm dating somebody new, and he is wonderful, and he treats me well, and he's respectful. The only problem is he's Jewish. Stay with me. I'm not racist. I'm, I'm, I'm body harassed. Like... Jew, I love I love Jews. All my best friends, I have Jewfinity. I love them. But Jewish men are so hairy. And I end up having, like, I, I live in a studio apartment. I do my laundry in a laundry mat. I end up lint rolling my sheets every time he spends the night. Because, like, I'm not going to drop a buck 75 to wash my sheets every single time. So I just go through lint rollers and, like, pick up. It's like having a cat. Um, but it's a man. Okay, so um, that is... That's my Jewish boyfriend. Um, I love this part of a relationship, though, like the beginning, because I still want to have sex with him. 
Like, I'm not just doing it because, like, it's his birthday or I didn't get my cardio in. Like, I actually still, like, really want it. But the one thing he does that I hate is he rolls over in the morning and he, like, tries to wake me up with his morning boner. Has that ever happened? I hate, like, I don't know why guys think that's attractive to us. Like, just the fact that, like, your blood rushed to your penis when you woke up is going to turn us on. And, like, every guy does it. Like, the original Sleeping Beauty story, I swear to God, when he came up to her bed, he was just like, babe, you up? Babe, babe, you awake? Morning wood. They all do it. Um... I've been trying to get healthier. I've been trying to eat healthy, like lose weight for spring. Um, and it's annoying because I do, I'm one of those girls. I like do like the beach body guide workout. I'm one of those white basic bitches. Um, that's okay. I'll own it. Um, but what I hate is when I'm like eating salads constantly and I'm sick of them and I'm bored. And then there are these women who are just like naturally thin, beautiful women. And they'll stand across from me like, like, mowing french fries and they're like oh my god you eat so healthy I'm so jealous I'm like bitch if I looked like you I would 100% eating french fries I'm not doing this because I want to but I'm trying to be like positive about it. I'm trying to be body positive for everyone but it's hard when there are like these skinny images in the media but and everyone says like the media needs to change we need to like represent like more bodies but like the whole reason I even do comedy is to get famous so someone will be like, we're going to put you in this show, but we need you to lose 15 pounds. We've hired you a trainer. We start shooting it too much. That is my dream job is to get paid to exercise and get thin. That is what I'm going for here. Um, but no, I've been working on being body positive. Like I feel like I'm at a point where I can actually just like stand up here and say, I think I look amazing for someone who has had two kids. Yeah. Thank you. I don't have any kids, <laughs> but if I did, God damn it, I would look so amazing. Um, I recently went to Japan. My brother lives in Japan. I went to visit him. The, one of the things I love about Japanese people is their love of the English language, even when they don't know what the F it means. I love it. There was a woman, I saw this woman, that was, I got right off the plane. I was in the airport. There was a woman with like four kids running around and she had a shirt on that said, fuck off. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. She doesn't know what it means. And then I walked by her and she was speaking perfect English. And I realized, oh, she's just a mom with four kids who wants you to fuck off. Um, all right, I'll end it there. I'm Elizabeth. Thank you. This is a test. Elizabeth Mansfield. Yay. Feed me back. I don't think that you should have body issues. That makes me really sad. <laughs> I mean, I do. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> when you're when you're 40, you'll you'll finally be like, "Fuck it, I look great." I'm 35. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm getting there. All right, all right. But I don't Thank you. Yeah, you look that. great. I also don't I wish I didn't, but I do. I really liked the um I I look great for a woman who's had two kids. Applause. Yeah. I don't have kids. Yeah. And then, like, wait for the second applause when you're doing it for because you'll get the second applause. Okay. And if you don't, like, be like, what? No applause? Like, <laughs> okay. I think that's funny. Also, the whole uh, uh, morning wood sex thing, super funny. Also, the reason is, uh, like, both men and women, well, women are more likely to have an orgasm in the morning. 
It's like there's a like there's all kinds of science, but never mind. Sorry, there's I'll we talk about it later. It's fine. There's actually like reasons. You know, women are more likely to have an orgasm when you take out the trash too. <laughs> and women are more likely to have an orgasm when I'm not there. Uh, so a couple, <laughs> couple notes. Really funny set. I liked it a lot. Uh, the whole idea of getting famous just to get a trainer, the whole body shame to body fame, I think is a really interesting concept. I think you could go even further with that, but that's really a funny, funny idea. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I need to work on and that. And then uh, maybe just because I'm a sucker for the puns, <laughs> I, I like the punishment, uh, that you could do more with the Jewish boyfriend. You know, he has so much body hair, you could part it like the Red Sea, you know. <laughs> oh Obviously, God. a razor has passed over him, things like that. There's a, a thin line between pro-Semitism and uh, pro-bestiality. You know, things like that. Uh, good stuff. But overall, fantastic set. Thanks. Uh, with the, the Cinderella and the Seven Doors, it'd be funny if the doors had to stand on each other's shoulders and then poke over their boner. Potentially, like as yeah. a follow-up to Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I I really liked your set. Um, loved the um, the kid, four kids, three kids, whatever you said you had. Two, two, two kids. kids yeah. yeah, that was great. Um, oh, it was the four kids with the woman in Japan. Yeah. Um, I think with the Beauty and the Beast, you could go further because wasn't it the story was like he had to kiss her. Well, to yeah, wake Sleeping her Beauty, up. he had to kiss her to wake her up, and so, then I'm like, baby, you up. Like, yeah, I love this idea that like he's an idiot and thought that that was how he he like wasn't paying attention or he didn't learn the lesson and yeah. he thought he'd just stick his dick in her face or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just press it against her you, you butt. Could, you could press it against her butt. Yeah, the could, small you of her back. Go further with that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Cool, thanks guys, I'm Elizabeth. Yay, Elizabeth! Kings and queens can't determine my dreams and my infinite nature. Yay! Moving right along here on the Joke Workshop. Thanks everybody for giving such great comments and paying attention, being present here, all of us together. Your next comedian, uh, he is... He is a spoken word artist who has, defies all categories. But for right now, we'll call him a comedian. Everybody, Gary Nam. Even the laws of gravity offendable, breakable, every individual. Thank you all for having me today on Joke Workshop. It's very kind of you. I, I have to start by apologizing. Uh, I'm not funny. I don't write or tell jokes. I don't aspire or even believe I could be a comedian. I'm here because I have to obey a court order to remain 1,500 feet away from all 12-step groups. So when Pam said Joe Clinic, I'm like, I can get my prescription refilled, I can make people suffer with my talking, and they won't even honk a horn for four minutes. So I've been in San Francisco for two and a half years. Uh, I couldn't drive any farther. So I was here. It's a unique place. It is... The only place I've ever been where I could walk past someone vomiting in the gutter a little after 1 a.m. on any given morning. And uh, if I wait long enough, I'll see several strangers walk by, stop, point, and yell, ground score! But that's San Francisco. The dating scene is kind of weird here, too. There's like 14 or 15 chronically horny, chronically single guys for every one potentially sexually available woman out in the dating scene here. Uh, and she's typically dating seven to nine people. Uh, put the Y wherever you'd like in the word people, depending on your preferences. I've actually uh, never met uh, people who identify as trans male before I 
moved to San Francisco. And up until a few months ago, uh, the people who had introduced themselves and clued me into that because I thought they were just uh, Chaz Bono imitators until they explained. Uh, they were all tending to be rather large and bearded and happy. Uh, then a couple of months ago, uh, I met a couple of women who were dating for like a year and a half outside a bar. And one was 21 and one was 20. And the 20-year-old was using a male name and male pronouns and had started testosterone a few months before. So when her, excuse me, his girlfriend went in the bar, he grabbed me by my leather jacket and said, I want to kiss you. And gave me the most amazing kiss I've had in San Francisco. I, I, I had crackling on my lips and my tongue. And somehow, even though I didn't brush my teeth that day, he didn't seem to mind. And then his girlfriend came back out. And that was my first trans experience. Now, for the last three weeks, I've been dating a trans male. And trying to explain to people how someone with a vagina uh, and breasts and no intention of operations is actually appropriately called a man. Many of my friends have just been like, nope, I don't understand the difference. And it's kind of tough to explain, but ultimately people gotta be called what they wanna be called. Hence, I'm a comedian for a few minutes today. <laughs> uh, there's something else that's really funny about San Francisco. There's probably an equal percentage of phony people wherever you go, but in L.A., phony is pretending you're better than other people. In Las Vegas, it's pretending you're rich. In Seattle, it's pretending you're stoned. In Portland, it's pretending you're a hippie. And in San Francisco, it's pretending you're nice. <laughs> so San Francisco is also the only place I've ever been where you can be so nice. It's a hate crime. Dun, dun, okay, some people didn't like that. If you saw the way I spoke to and dismissed police officers on a regular basis, you'd understand exactly what I mean. There's a degree of well-educated, passive aggressiveness in the most carefully constructed, polite sentences that criticize someone to the point of being socially humiliated without any defense because A, they were rude, and B, you were immensely right. So yes, you may shoot me with that gun, but everyone's gonna know you've been rude. And it works, actually. You just have to be ready to continue being polite and apologetic after they shoot you because there's really no... <sighs> okay, they honked. I'm done. Thanks. Gary, everyone. Comments. I'm going to kick it off. Um, so I spent like the first two minutes of your set confused because you said you weren't a comedian or interested in being funny. But I'm then not. I'm not at all. Not at all. But then you're telling jokes. Well, that's a matter of opinion. Some I just think regardless of what you're going to do, like even if you're just offering an opinion and not telling a joke, like you're still interesting to listen to. Thank so you. don't categorize yourself at the beginning and make us all wonder what you're doing. Just start. Well, self-deprecatory humor is one of my only saving graces. Yeah, but like everything you said was like funny and interesting and fun yeah. to listen to. So yeah. you don't need to like confuse the audience right away, you know? Well, you say I don't need to confuse the audience, but, you know, please have manageable expectations for me. I'm sorry. I'm okay, do what you want. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for the feedback. I, I'm actually going to second that because I think that letting us get there on our own is actually, in, like, it'll improve your overall stage presence if you let us get there. Instead of telling us what to expect, let us, let us see you do what you do. So that's, I, I agree with her. 
Just saying. Uh, but nice job, man. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, I, I actually really like what you had to uh, the whole like trans identity stuff, mm-hmm. and then you, and then you make it about yourself. And I felt like that was really good because it's like okay, like you're kind of preaching in the choir. Where is this going? But then you made it about yourself, and that, that ability to, uh, to make it, uh, made it funny, and that was good. Thank you. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it would be funny or just sound preachy, but it was actually fascinating. Yeah, that's what I hoped. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, it's just a lot of times what they'll call it is um, alienating your audience. So this is just an audience of comedians. So when you get up on stage and you say you have no interest in being funny, what the comedian thinks in their head is then get off the fucking stage because then we get more time. Do you see? Because it's like, what then what the fuck are you doing wasting our time? Because here we are doing a joke workshop. But that's what, it, because so you, it, you have to know your audience. So like if you're at Brainwash and you go up there and you say, here I am and I have no intention of being funny and then you say, I think that's fine. But in this, just it's just a contextual thing of where you, what you want to spend your time doing. But it's all good. Just a failed joke. No, it's all just know your audience. The, no, it's not, it doesn't, failure is great. That's what we're here for at the Joke Workshop. We're just saying that the failure in that is just not knowing your audience. It, saying that in another room might get great response, just not in a room full of comedians. I've only ever told it in rooms full of comedians for the most part. <laughs> okay. Well, you're going to be argumentative no matter what we say, so it doesn't really matter. I'm Go not ahead, big argumentative. People, it's fine. <laughs> So, and the last thing was, I did, I had a question. You said that you couldn't drive any farther and that's how you ended up in San Francisco. I feel like there was maybe more there. Like Pacific I'd, Ocean. Oh, west. You couldn't drive further <laughs> west. Maybe you just want to say west because directionally, yeah. that is the most obvious. I like that. That makes, now I understand. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I knew what he meant, but oh, I was also did. like, you could go farther south. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine. True. I didn't get any directionality. No, yeah. Please explain which direction is a thank you. All right, everybody, Gary! Your next comedian, he's going to make, I don't know, do you want to roll up on stage? Do you want to be where you are? He's going to get up! You guys are fucking special! Uh, hey, everybody, he's a really funny guy. Clap your hands wildly for Jackson McBrayer! Uh, the greatest compliment I've ever gotten is you taste good. <laughs> It's like that's like the sexiest compliment you can ever get. I was talking to my friend about eating pussy because it comes up from time to time, and she mentioned that you know if you're really attracted to someone, they'll taste good. And me being a scientist, I'm like, okay, I should do like a double blind study, uh, like a, a double blind taste test, if you will. But I thought about it. I'm like, well, if I'm wearing a blindfold, that's fucking hot. And if I like, I'm like, that's just that I. There's no way for me to be, have an impartial taste. It. It's like I don't know how I don't know how to solve this. It's a quandary I have, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, I uh, I got catcalled by a woman recently, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, feminism! Like, let's go. This makes me feel good. Like, sexually objectify me. This is amazing. I like it." Uh, the first time I ever had sex in my wheelchair, she brought it up, and I was like, I'm a fetish? Holy shit, this is amazing! Like, finding that out might have been my sexual turning point of like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm amazing, this is great. Like, the whole, there's a whole, like, cripples are very popular in the BDSM community. Something about being dominated by a guy who can't chase you is very comforting. 
our safe word is always the same. It's always run. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the, actually, I take it back. The best compliment I've ever gotten is you eat pussy like a girl. That's, that's actually the best compliment you could ever really. Thank you. Um, it's true. Um, I, my friend was watching me swipe through Tinder, and he goes, what the fuck is your type? And I was like, I don't know, dude, bisexual women who are smarter than me? And he goes, so, like, women in the Bay Area? Like... Okay, like 80%, like 80% of the women in the Bay Area. But it's fine, at least I know, like, I just can't move. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck, I can't, I can't leave the Bay Area, like my dating pool will just shrink. Uh, but it is funny, like, the women I date are, like, with rare exception, are very attracted to the other women I date. Um, which, like, okay, cool. Never had a threesome, though. It's still on my list of things to do. Uh, but, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and I know that an Eiffel Tower is where two men are having sex with the same woman, and I want to know what the gender inverse, like, if, if a woman is sitting on my face, if a woman is sitting on someone's face, and another woman is having sex with that person, I, w I don't want to call that an Eiffel Tower. I want to call that, like, a bridge to paradise. I think that's better. So, like, do me a favor, hop on, uh, hop on, what's that, the Urban Dictionary, yeah, hop on Urban Dictionary and just, like, everyone put that in, I want to make it a thing, because I, I just want it to be, like, a porn-searchable thing and be like, I, I made that happen, like, that was my effect. Uh, also, if I end up doing porn, I've already figured out my porn name, it's William Chariot. My friends call me Willie Chair. Okay, I'm just a dick on wheels. Thank you. I'm Jax McBrayer. Jax McBrayer! Yay! Um, I have a couple notes. That was a great set. Thank you. Um, I, I would just, with the thing about um, the women, woman who said that you were a fetish, I think just the order was a little bit reversed. Like, um, you said something about how she brought, your term was like she brought it up, and then... She said, I, you said, I didn't know I was a fetish. And then later you said something about like that being something in the BDSM community. I would just oh, say okay. first, instead of saying she brought it up, because I wasn't sure what it was. Like she said that wheelchairs were fetishized or something like that indicates it's a fetish before you say that. Just switch that. Okay. Um, and then I love the eat, eating pussy like a girl line. That was amazing. Um, the, the bridge to paradise. I was thinking like with the Eiffel Tower, it might be funny to pick some like really boring monument <laughs> that that is a bridge or something like isn't there something in, Well like, there's Lac de Triomphe which is a but it's a it's an arch it's not like a oh, bridge yeah, but the yeah. Lac de Triomphe it is triumph triumph yeah oh. I mean that you've yeah, been on yeah. your list forever I was thinking of something more boring like isn't there a monument in like Minneapolis that's famous or something like I don't know what oh the, well there's the St. Louis thing the isn't St. there Louis the arch. the big huge arch the St. Louis arch like the, something yeah. that's just like you know, in, like, at because the Eiffel Tower is a monument, so. Oh, cool. Unexpected monument joke. Unexpected, unexpected, <laughs> unexpected monument humor. That's a good name for a band. Unexpected monument humor. <laughs> I, I, like, love the double-blind idea of no, the scientist. Great. I feel like there's just, like, so much you could do that. I mean, like, that was already good, but you could, like, 
try to solve it more instead of like, you know, leaving it on the blindfold. You're like, I don't know how to do that. But like, I bet you could actually come up with five other ways you could try to do a double blind. There's like cups involved. You have to titrate something. Yeah. I don't know. Titrate's really specific. Like you get 10 people to do the tasting. You get your folks involved because maybe it's genetic. I don't know. Okay. She thinks that's too far. Maybe that makes it great. Okay. You know what? I, anyway, I think the double blind study about how do you taste and is it a concept because it's about perception and pleasure and like uh, MRI scans of like people going down on each other to like see how their brain goes off. I don't know. It's great. It's, it's get some twins involved. Genetic. Nature nurture. Yeah. Also, like, what did you eat the day before? Titrate. Titrate is a really funny word, by the way. Titrate. Like, if you say titrate at any point, everyone's gonna laugh just because the word titrate. Don't forget that you have to measure by the meniscus. Oh, the meniscus. Yeah. Chemistry class. I slept through it. <laughs> But that's true, chemistry. It's chemistry terms because that's what they call it anyways. Like sexual that, chemistry. Sexual chemistry, yeah. You've got a double blind. Maybe if you put in some cat pee, I hear that's like a really hot <laughs> The hottest, newest pheromone. Um, you said something and then you said she, something that she said and then I said, what did she, I wrote down, what did she say? You set up that she cat called you. Oh, yeah. And I was like, how did she catcall you? I want to hear what someone says. Like, hey, shiny wheels, you want to roll your dick up? And like, what is he? How do you, what did she say? Like, all, all she said was, oh, you hella cute. That's not catcalling. Is that catcalling? That's, that, yeah, if I said that to a woman, that's catcalling. Oh, God, I get catcalled more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you thought that was just walking down the street. I, that's what I did. No, really. I get sweetie all the time. Hey, sweetie. And I'm like, I don't, how are we doing that? I didn't know there was catcalling. I just thought that was. Yeah, that's catcalling. <laughs> You're getting catcalled. <laughs> I was curious, like, did you like it in a sexual way, or do you like it in a like, yeah, the feminism throwing overthrowing the patriarchy? Both. Okay, I mean, like, you know, it's that's, like, yeah. All, I mean, like the whole there's a whole desexualization of disabled people, so it's like mm-hmm. being seen sexually is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, cool, awesome, thanks, like, awesome, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Okay, I was just curious about that. That's not something to add to your yeah. bit. You could, but yeah. And I also thought it was like a gender thing or like the grass is always greener. Like people actually who get cat called all the time don't like it. So you can like play more with that. You're like, yeah, more. Like all the other things you want that people actually wouldn't like. If it happened to you every day, you might get sick of it. But it's like the novelty of it. And also, I don't know how many times dudes get cat called like any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start doing that now. I want to like have a mission to like cat call Equality. Yeah. Well, if I can call people sweetie, they might like it. I mean, I might, if I if I look at but if I look at someone down the street and I go, "Hey, sweetie," they're gonna think I'm coming on to them. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah, yeah exactly. They won't just ignore it. No. They'll be like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, yeah. "No, I'm just changing changing the gender <laughs> roles." <laughs> For the record, Jackson, you are a very sexy and attractive young man. Thank you. Everybody clap it up for Jackson McBrayer! My right brain is active all day trying to cook up a storm of creativity. Only if I let it be, give it an outlet for this. Yay! This is a really fun joke workshop. It's always fun when people, it's always more fun when people are participating. I mean, isn't that everything? Like, 
<laughs> threesomes, <laughs> joke workshops. Writing the notes that what the set they're gonna do. Yeah. Well, you could probably write your own jokes based off the notes you wrote on other people's jokes. I mean, why not? You can flarf the shit out of this. It'll be like a weird, actual like writing workshop thing. Wouldn't that be funny? Uh, your next comedian. Hey, she's been giving great comments all night. You guys are gonna love her. Welcome to the stage, Elizabeth Simone. This creative bliss. This goes out for all my heart. When the creative vibe arises in my spine, I feel alive. Um, so my girlfriend and I went to Good Vibes to buy, yeah, to buy a harness. And I had this idea I was going to get like a cool leather harness because I was like, yeah, that's like a leather jacket for your crotch. (laughs) No, (laughs) turns out you have to take care of leather. You have to wipe it off if it gets wet. You have to put oil on it every now and then. You have to give it hot stone massages. <laughs> no way. I got a low maintenance harness. Comes with a mesh bag. You just throw it in there and throw it in the laundry. It's a bra bag for a harness. That's, that's not a joke. That's just information. That is a real thing. <laughs> um, let's see. What's the next part of my bit that I want to do? Um... Oh, yeah, the woman who worked at Good Vibes, who helped us, I swear to God, she was 12 years old. (laughs) She was, like, the kind of person who dots their eyes with hearts and has, you know, like, posters of, um, oh, God, wait, who? Who would she have a poster of? I thought of it, and then I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. What? Justin Bieber, that's exactly who I thought of. Oh my God, yes. Uh, posters of Justin Bieber. Um, so I was like, are you even old enough to be in this store? <laughs> like, have you ever even had sex with a harness? No, back up. Have you ever had sex with another person? Because when I was your age, I'd only had sex with pillows. Actually, it was just one pillow. Clearly, I was monogamous even back then. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I realized being disappointed with this woman that I just had this expectation that this like butch leather dyke was going to be helping us out, that that Leah Delaria would have taken a break from her famous comedy career and, and time on Orange is the New Black to sell me a harness and explain how to adjust the straps. Um, I realize I'm being really unfair to this this poor girl. Like I'm being very kind of, you know, like gender profiling of her very feminist um that's really not fair but i think there's just something when when someone who looks like they probably spent last night counting their hello kitty stickers explains to you how some dildos are more realistic because they have a soft exterior and a hard center like it just kind of makes you go oh um really thought she seemed like she was 12 um, so my, uh, my girlfriend and I, uh, we actually broke up, um, but it's totally okay. It's, it's, um, it was very amicable. I got the harness. She got the dildo. I get the dildo every other weekend and on Thanksgiving and she gets the harness on the alternating weekends and on Christmas. So thank you. So it's all good. Um, yeah, they, the sex toys were a little upset and we had to explain to them, you know, this is, it's normal. Uh, but the dildo really whined a lot. The lubricant wet the bed, uh, the butt plug went and hid. I I found it the next morning. Um, but it's okay. Like the family is all, we're all back together. Um, 
so uh, my girlfriend and I, before we broke up, we had this joke where we would say, um, I have a girlfriend. We have sex. I have a girlfriend. We have sex. Like this weird character that we did. And uh, it's very weird. But it was also like, isn't that kind of true? Like that's what you're saying to someone when you tell someone that you're dating someone. You're like, I have a person who I have sex with from time to time, hopefully. Um, and I just kind of think like we should be more honest with everyone. Like, you know, your accountant. Are you filing as a single person this year? No, I'm jointly fucking. <laughs> or your bank representative. Next. Uh, yes, I would like to open a high interest checking account for the person that I fuck doggy style. <laughs> or your boss. Um, Jane, this is Sarah. She's my boss. Um, Jane and I go down on each other, uh, mutual masturbation. Sometimes we use a double dildo. Uh, the sliders are really great at this holiday party this year. Okay, I've been Elizabeth. <laughs> what it means to be free. Elizabeth Simone, yay! Nice job. I, uh, I actually wanted you to keep going with the whole um, describing how you don't want a leather harness and oh, like, okay. and go into the whole like, you know, maintenance, like high maintenance sex toys. Uh -huh. You're like, the whole reason I have sex toys is so that it's easy. I, like, just uh -huh. like go, go, go farther with the whole, like comparing them to the person you were using them with. Uh -huh. And like, you know, like if I, if I wanted, uh, if I wanted a relationship this complicated, I would be polyamorous. You know, yeah. so that is that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know which one the Leah lady is on Orange is the New Black. Like the bull dagger, the like boo. Oh, it's boo. Big, you might want to yeah, say that because boo, I think if yeah. people have seen it, then they know who boo is, and that suddenly has way that. Yeah, it has way more meaning. Her there. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would too. I would. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I had a thing, and I'm trying to remember it now. Oh. And it wasn't like necessarily. It I got. It made me think from your joke, so I'm not sure. You talked. You kept saying girlfriend, girlfriend, and I find it like. I think you could do something about oh, infantil the infantilization of relationships when they're not, you know, um, if you're not a spouse or a wife, you're a girlfriend, you know, like, oh. um, it just, you kept saying girlfriend, girlfriend. And then it was like, also because you were with the little girl. So when you got the dildo from that, which was so funny, it has a soft and the hard interior and the Hello Kitty <laughs> yeah. stickers. It's such a great detail. detail. So yeah. funny, but that she's a girl and you're your girlfriends, but you're not. I just there's something about being was, a girl or. Can I ask you from a generational perspective? Was the was the um, you're not that much older than me, but was the term confusing? Because sometimes I know people who are like 10 years, 10, 20 years older than me are nope. like, they think girlfriend means friend. No, no, no. I know okay. what a girl because because okay. it's like I have a boyfriend, but yeah. he's also infantilized. But the but term, the, the it's term girl boy is girl. Just right. It's like, but then mm -hmm. they also have small children working at the dildo shop. So yeah. <laughs> And I took your comment about me looking like a 12-year-old Mormon girl to heart, and I'll, I'll, I'll write something about that. I'll figure it out. My sister was like, yeah, you look like the girl, for the, the Mormon girl from real world uh, New Orleans oh, from 2010. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, it's the only celebrity comparison I'll ever get. <laughs> right on, okay. other comments? Cool. Elizabeth Thank Simone, you. yay! Can you control the Justice Department? Yay. I... 
just want to share with you guys. Um, the stats came in, and uh, in March, Joke Workshop had 6,000 downloads. So that's pretty great. That means that 6,000 people in a month listen to this show, which I find that's 1,500 people a week. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I got 6,000 downloads. We got, it's you guys too. You're the ones on it. I just tag you on the Facebook. So yay, 6,000 downloads. In the top five, or no, was I top six? Joke Workshop was number six. Anyways, I, I think that's exciting. People are actually listening to you guys. So yay. Thank you, 1,500 listeners. We love you. You can always call in, too, at 415-550-0511 if you have comments. BT dubs. I can't believe I said that. Now I'm so intergenerational. Your next comedian. She's going to be hilarious. She's been giving great comments all night. Everybody, it's Jesse Porash. Brad Bradish. Can't read your writing. I'm sorry. How's it going? It's pretty great. Uh, so I think everybody has their, their goal with comedy, like the thing they want to do or how they want to be seen. And my goal is I want people to think like, oh, she's like if John Oliver and Rachel Maddow had like an eco-feminasty baby. I think I kind of look like them. Like we have glasses, we have hair, like weird haircuts. You can't see it on the radio, but you know, like we're like smart and nerdy and we want to go on like really long sentences with just commas, no periods, and just like talk about the world and get really upset and maybe there's some graphics. So, you know, and I think maybe, maybe that even happened. Like maybe I was switched at birth. I should contact Evanston Hospital and find out if they were there around like 1983 and maybe they gave their kid up for adoption. It would explain a lot. Um, but you know, my thing is like, I really, I'm into climate change. I like, I wouldn't say I love climate change. That's like, that's like loving Godzilla, like loving like the industrial prison system. It's like, I want to, I want to stop it. I want to stop Godzilla. But, uh, you know, I think people don't want to talk about climate change because they don't think it's funny. So I'm on a quest to make climate change funny. I think it could be pretty, it can be pretty hilarious, you know. I'm not really sure how. But I think if it was trending, if it was cool, if it was like pour over coffee, or like weird, weird mustache, or like weird facial hair, um, like $15 toast at brunch you know if it was cool if it was kind of like a hipster thing people might want to talk about it more um you know but even though i'm pretty i'm pretty much obsessed with climate change like the end of the world uh but i'm i'm also a bad environmentalist and for me that means i think about this stuff all the time but it's i don't actually change my personal habits so you know i'll be in the shower Thinking my shower thoughts, thinking my shower thoughts about the drought. You know, it's very serious. I, I, didn't, I forgot to use the bucket. I didn't use the bucket while the water was getting hot. Because, I mean, we can't like live in a cold shower world. What's even, don't, just don't live anymore then. But, you know, and then I'm just th thinking about the drought and it's so bad and I should get out. But like, oh, maybe I should shave my legs while I'm in here. You know, I don't even think I want to shave my legs. I think I just want to be in the shower more but I feel like I have to have something I'm doing. So I just like invent things to do. I like triple soap myself. Just like, maybe I just, I don't even care. Like I like body odor, but I just, I like showering more and I just, but I feel like I can't just enjoy it. I can't just enjoy anything. I have to be like criticizing myself while I'm enjoying all the things. Like, I don't know. Does anybody here eat meat, but feel like you shouldn't eat meat, but like bacon's so delicious. 
you know? <laughs> so you're just, you're just eating the meat and I'm like in my head just watching the PETA videos. I like play them in my head like I watch the cow going down the chute. It's kind of like a slide, but it's not. <laughs> Especially when it like flops down on the ground. Or like all those sad little baby pigs just like covered in blood and feces. But anyway, that's okay. They irradiate them, it's fine. Um, but for me, basically like the worst, the worst thing is, is going pee. Because like, I don't know, guys can pee outside, guys can pee in sinks. It's hard for ladies. Like pretty much the toilet seems like the place for me to put my pee. But then I'm just pissing into drinking water. Like, I'm pissing into drinking water. Three billion people don't even have drinking water. And I pee like so, such a little pee. It's like an ounce of pee into two gallons of drinking water. And at home, I don't flush. You know, we're like yellow mellow, orange mellow, brown mellow, climb out of the toilet. That doesn't get mellow. That gets a little harsh and stanky. But when you're out, like the auto flush, you don't even have control. It's the tyranny does anyone like it's just flushing the whole time you're sitting there it flushes like five times and it's like I mean it's nice it's kind of like some bidet action you get like a little splash up I pretend it's a Japanese toilet but um you know anyway those are some of the things I think about maybe now you will too thanks I've been Jesse I'll keep it Jesse Bradish yay yay uh there's a pun in making climate change cool uh, <laughs> I just I had to put it out of uh, also, we're no longer in a drought, so enjoy your shower. That's not true. Wait, it's it impossible was... to read all the um, underground aquifers. It's going to take so long, 20 years, 20, all years. I agree with you that technically people totally feel like it's like, just go for it, like singing in the rain right now. Californians yeah. do believe they are not in a drought. Uh. That's because it, it rained for like two weeks and we're so stupid. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, well, okay. So I'm wrong, but... but yeah, but there was, yeah, a whole article. Anyway, okay, bad sources, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you could always get one of those, uh, If yeah, uh, this is not funny, but you can get no, one no, of those. Uh, but you could get one of those, um, like, the toilets they have on houseboats because they use, like, a fraction of the water. So that's just thought. Pro tips, you yeah. Know? Not Com- like, composting yeah. toilets, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, make, make it funny. Like, when you're making climate change funny, you know, just throw in the whole water conservation. I would yeah. start with the feeling so guilty about the stuff because it's almost like all of your jokes are sort of about that, but then you capped it up at the end. I would start it out with, like, criticizing yourself for feeling so guilty about meat and about water and about what can I do about the environment. I can't do anything. But... um I thought all that was funny. So you did these things where you said, pour over coffee, mustache, and toast. And what I would do is I think that there's a second part of that joke where it's those items turned into something, some slogan with climate change. So like, pour over coffee. Like, pour some brand, like, recycle your coffee grounds to save the seals. Or, I don't know, like, use compost. Like, pour over coffee. More like... Try some composting. I mean, I don't put your coffee in your compost, something, something. And then the same thing, like mustache wax, like the strange little mustache or facial hair, like, like save Bangladeshi or women who shave their heads in India, like, or whatever, like the hair and the, I don't know, but something. And then the toast is so great because anything on fire, right? Like any burning of the forests or any deforestation, like any, your toast. So like, just think of something really funny that's 
environmental that connects in those. Yeah, because I've seen $7 toast on my street and it makes me crazy. <laughs> I don't have a, a lot, but the... I thought you made climate change funny the minute you said I'm really into climate change. Uh, but I'm not, I don't love climate change. And you kind of did that like relationship type deal. That, I really enjoyed that. I'm not stalking you. <laughs> Other Thank comments? You. Yay, Jesse! simply a product of my environment. Superficial culture. All right, keep those, uh, keep that present. You guys are all present and we're all here even though it's warm and I'm so excited. We have three comics left and we want to give them the same wonderful, I feel like really lovey crunchy today because I walked by this, uh, this acupuncture place and this guy like walked in and he looked really cool. And then this woman like looked at him and her face got all bright and she hugged him and she was just like, oh, and I was like, God, I hate those fucking crunchy hippie people. But then I was like, but she has love in her heart and maybe I should be like a little nicer and a little more like, like, I don't have to be like that. You know, those girls that are like, oh, I'm blessed that you walked in today. And they like, they like hug you and do you know, do you know these girls? Okay. I didn't want to be like that, but then it like warmed the cockles in my heart a little bit because I was like, look at her giving a shit about somebody else. Anyways, it, it, it was a warm moment that I wasn't involved in. I'm a stalker. Your next comedian. <laughs> I was just walking on Folsom Street. Uh, hey, it's, let's see, it's Cody. Yes, everybody put your hands together for Cody Robson. Accept me for the way I grip this pet. Accept me for who I have accepted. Hello, hi, I'm Cody, uh, I'm 32, and I'm starting to wonder when I'm gonna look like an adult. <laughs> Should happen soon. Uh, I'm a stoner, I self-identify as a stoner. I don't really have a hard rule, except that uh, I've lived in my apartment for two years, and I've hung exactly two things on the wall. So I think if you can average over one thing hung up per year, you're getting closer to adulthood, but I'm still struggling with that. Uh, I really phoned it in for 420 this year. Apparently, it was like the biggest celebration up here ever because it was illegal. And I was like, just, oh, right, it's 420. And I was like, oh, I'm getting so old. And I'm starting to wonder, like, I think I dropped the ball because I was here in 2008 for the gay pride parade that was the first year it was legal. And it was the coolest, biggest, fucking awesome parade ever. Guess what? 2009 wasn't legal anymore. And so I'm worried, you know, 420 rolls around next year. Jeff Sessions might have taken the last bowl back to Mordor and we'll never get to smoke again, you know? So I think I really missed it. Uh, I've always smoked uh, weed, I've smoked for like 10 years. I never smoked uh, tobacco, um, but one time I smoked a spliff and it was in college. And so a spliff is a, it's a J or a blunt that's half tobacco, half weed, right? Uh, and so if you imagine it's junior year, I've been smoking weed for like three years. Um, there's like eight guys that look like me, right? And we're just like, we're in scrawny and we're listening to like, like mainstream rap music and we're just so excited to just pass this spliff around. Uh, this is all in Wisconsin, by the way, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, now I know in California there's a concept uh, there's a concept here that uh, lots of lame people from lame places are moving here and just like devolving the culture. And half of us in that room ended up in California. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it should not have gone down like that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's, let's come around to me. I'm so excited. I'm like, ah, rap music. Uh, and uh, it's getting closer and I'm thinking, okay, I can do this. I'm not gonna take a huge hit. It's gonna be fine. Uh, it turns out uh, tobacco and weed from your lungs point of view are two completely different sports. Right? It hit me so hard, so fast. It was like somebody jumped out of the shadows and punched me in the lungs and was like, George Bush is still the president. And I was like, oh shit, it's all coming around me. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, George George W. Bush, right? I was 32. So uh, I don't know. I used to, I spent so much time in college just hating George Bush, and looking back today. I just wish I had a little more perspective on what would have ended up happening 10 years later. I might have felt, a l I would have had a better time. I mean, if someone would have just been like, hey, Cody, you and George, now, 10 years from now, you're going to both be struggling at creative endeavors, and you're both going to vote for the same person in 2016, and you're both going to lose. And I might have, like, man, humanized him a little more. I still hate him. I still hated him then. I, I, just, I spent so much effort, you know? It's like... I, I think it's important to hate the president when you're in college. I think that's like part of your education. But I had to work at that, right? Like I had to read books. I read a Howard Zinn book. A Howard Zinn book I read. Uh, today, Trump's like paint by numbers fascism. Like all you gotta do is log on to Twitter and follow anybody and you can just get the play by play of like everything that's going wrong. It's just, it, I think it should require more effort than that. Uh, <laughs> The kids got it so easy. Uh, okay, my last bit here. Uh, uh, it's about this time into a Republican administration that we all fantasize about moving to Canada, right? Uh, so I lived in Canada for two years, and this is the only thing you got to know about the difference between America and Canada, and it has to do with the walk, don't walk sign. So we've all seen, the don't walk is always the same. It's the red hand, right? Boom. Uh, the walking guy now, the, the walk person, the, the straight white guy that we've iconified as everyone walking across the street. Uh, in America, what does it look like, right? He's like kind of, he's kind of leaned over like 20 degrees, like hand out. I think this one's like back here, but he's like going across the street, right? In Vancouver, this guy was leaned back like 10, 15 degrees, like foot out, like toes up, like happiest guy in the world. So how did that get so different? Like I think the America guy, he's leaned over. This is the weight of capitalism on his back. He is crossing the street to buy healthcare or bullets or you know what, in America they're the same thing. But in Canada, this guy's having such a great time. Like, you don't you only take this posture if you're walking from or going to like receiving oral sex. And being a Canadian, he's probably the one giving it and he probably thinks better about it. Anyway, okay, I've been Cody. Thank you. Cody Robson, welcome. New guy. You're uh, really, really funny. I'm here. This is really cool. Really hey, welcome, really man. Nice job. Hey, thank you. I, uh, your joke about gentrification is going to crush. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> like, and I really like, yeah, the, the whole hating the president, like, paint by number. Yeah, yeah. I, I just liked your jokes, man. Nice okay, job. Cool, yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh. Nothing to add, really, except good job. <laughs> I really liked your set. Um, I think you could, I like the stuff about how you look really young, and I think you could do some more, like, callbacks to it. So um, the the thing about the three guys in college that right. you're all smoking pot and they moved here, I feel like you could have one callback, like, but like they all like their voices have dropped and they're, right. they're all men now uh, or something like something to distinguish. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, thank you. I yeah. really like this the straight white guy as the the walk sign. That's interesting. I think there could be more done with that. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciated your uh, talk about the amount of intellectual effort it took it took to hate the president when you were <laughs> in university and. Um, it could really, considering that there's a huge dichotomy between your age and your appearance, uh, you complaining about how these kids these days have it so much easier when it comes to hating the president. Yep. <laughs> like back in my day, I had to actually like read books I on paper. I can't lean into it more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. Thank you. You could even have something in there that like you get to keep going back to college dorms to smoke pot or something because oh, you could you they actually just let me write in or yeah, they just let you write in you could just be the guy hanging out on the couch and it's like yeah he's the guy who always has the weed we don't get it like i don't even know if he goes here he's like a he's Free like a freshman yeah, yeah he's yeah. super fresh. he's like he's like i think he's a physics major we don't know like, <laughs> it looks that's like great it looks like you're married 
Oh, yeah. So you could, like, talk about all of your, like, life experiences and make you sound like you're, like, a thousand years old, but you still look like you're under 18. Oh, yeah. Just, like, get, I don't know, because, like, you'd have to take that off to go back to the dorm, but otherwise, I mean, I, I have to <laughs> a fellow baby facer. And also, I'd love to know, how do you think people hated Obama? Because between that's okay, I, Trump, I thought about like that. A whole opportunity to explore like this whole not my president, right? That's like a whole they were thing. trying too hard, or I don't know. Like I, don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't want to like wade into that because I didn't have a, a huge ton of things to say. And I think, especially with a, a more liberal audience, and like, like there, there's everyone, plenty of criticisms for Obama. Everyone was deprived except for the racists or people that don't like drones, or I don't know. No, but the super Right, drop more bombs than Bush ever did, that kind of stuff. So I didn't want to like pick that fight, and so I figured it'd be an easy jump from Bush to Trump because it'll like it'll clear. But I I want to be able to find something there because you're you're right. I'm just skipping over a really big obvious chunk right there. Also, I just love how you. I want to hear about how you and George Bush could like drink a beer together. Oh, that was a thing with him, right? The guy you want to have a beer with. Texas, like no one wants to talk to him. No one invites him to anything. He's like not allowed to go anywhere. Like no one wants to see him. He's shut in. Yeah. It's kind of tough. (laughs) <laughs> oh, all he can do is sit there and paint his mediocre paintings that he's selling for like $10,000 a piece. Oh mediocre God, is a really? very nice thing to say about them. <laughs> <laughs> the one of him in the shower is really great. Uh, it's a self-portrait of George Bush in the shower, like shaving, and it's himself drawing himself in the shower with a shower mirror, and he's oh, shaving in like the thing. Painting, yeah. It's like a selfie painting. How much deeper he's gotten, how much smarter he seems. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. scary stuff. Uh, you're really, really funny. Where did you? Where, when did, you've been here for two years, and we just haven't seen you. You've just been hiding. I didn't start stand up until March. I don't know. Oh wow, wow, that's amazing. You're really I'm good for being so nerd. new. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're an imp. Very similar stuff. Hey, everybody, clap wildly for Great. Cody Robson. This is awesome. Thank you guys. Come back again and again. You're so funny. Uh, your next comedian. We don't know her either. Let's all give her a nice, happy joke workshop welcome. <laughs> I don't think that exists, but clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Courtney, Courtney Magleby. Oh, sorry I've been so quiet. Uh, I was raised Episcopalian silence, and momentary eye contact is how we show love. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so I don't really get sex, like... I ha- I have gotten sex. I I've had a whole sex. It was fine, <laughs> but I don't understand it. Suffice it to say, uh, so I try to. I'm trying to like understand it in, in terms of things I do know, and I know video games. So like I I find I have a vagina, and I've in my experience the vagina is the dungeon crawler of genitalia's. There's a lot of grinding. The equipment you use is very important, and it's gonna take you like 175 hours to get to max completion, at least. Uh, and compared to that, going to like, with a partner who has a penis, it's like a lot like a biting game. I know there's a right way to do it, but I also know that if I just do enough different things fast enough, I can still beat it. Like, it might not be a flawless victory, but that spinal cord is coming out. Anyways, um, the big thing about me, I guess, is that I am a queer person. I don't identify as a man or a woman. A lot of people call that gender non-conforming. I I just say family non-talking to. I like they, them pronouns. Uh, I, I don't say anything about it because even though I'm not a woman, deep down my core, I am still a pussy who hates confrontation. 
Uh, I, my friend was asking me, it's like, so why, why they, them? Why, I know people have made up other pronouns. Like, why don't you like those? And honestly, I just like it because it makes it seem like there's more of us. <laughs> uh, I try to dress uh, very butch because I, I can be very femme, but at Mike's, I only want to be butch. So, you know, I'm usually the only queer person. So I want them to know this is a fucking deal. This is what I'm about. Uh, but it's hard for me because I feel like I'm so entrenched in queerness at this point that my idea of a super masculine dude is still like super gay. Like a really dude's dude to me wears a half shirt and arches his eyebrows and has at least two to three lace front wigs because maybe he doesn't do drag anymore, but when he did, he fucking was sickening. <laughs> uh, so like George Michael and Kristen Stewart just together, that'd be the ideal. No. Uh, um, I have noticed it's a lot easier to dress butch when I'm in the middle of a depressive episode, which makes me think that old masculinity is just a cry for help. <laughs> like, y'all are so... Cis dudes are so aggro that it kind of makes sense. Um, I, I am a depressed person, and I've been one for a while, and I've kind of accepted that I, I always want to kill myself a little, but the thing is, I don't want to kill myself myself. Like, people die every day for no reason. Why not me? When is it going to be the kid's turn to shine? And <laughs> I don't want to be old-fashioned about this, but I kind of expect a man to do it for me. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, boy! All right, we're going to end on a shorty. Uh, so... Possums. The most distinctive feature is that they pretend to be dead to escape dangerous situations. And I think they get a lot of credit for being clever survivors and not enough shit for being drama queens who can't deal with their problems. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yay, Courtney Magleby. You're really funny. Your like your personality like just is unusual and it shines and you how you it's fun to watch and you're unique. Your voice is unique. It's great. Thank you. I have more comments, but I'll let other people go. Yeah, your energy is really great. You're yeah, very unique in your delivery and personality. That's great and keep that. Um, I love the gotten like I don't get sex the you know getting getting that was good um i loved the like deep down in your core you you're um you're a person who like doesn't want to c- do confrontation i think that you could go there there's like a slightly different way of saying that you know the whole thing about like trans and gender queer queer folks it's like you've always felt like a woman since like or you've always felt like a man since you were three you could be like i've always felt since i was three like i'm a person who doesn't like confrontation like a like pussy is uh it's a san jose way to end that joke Uh uh-huh yeah 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 Uh, i've been looking for a way to solve that problem so yeah like going into that kind of the psychology weird thing um i like that it's dark but i the term the phrase kill myself myself was is creepy and interesting and yeah um yeah and i like the drama queen thing at the end i wasn't sure if drama queen was the exact right like characteristic like some it's like someone who avoids their yeah. pro- dealing with their problems like maybe your spirit like animal's a possum <laughs> yeah your spirit animal's a possum because they don't like confrontation and you don't like confrontation 
you get oh, up yeah. in your face. So like, I'm like, what else? What is that? Like passive aggressive? Yeah. Escapism. Or, or, yeah. Sca- or, escapism. Or it's like yeah. kind of codependent it's, a little bit, yeah, like not hard. wanting to. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh. n- nice job. I um I really liked uh your well your opening joke was great, and I really liked the video game sex thing, and I uh I actually I feel like there's a place for it as a callback later, where like you compare something else in your set to the video game thing, and so you have this nice callback and through line. But yeah, you could always use the old school Atari joystick too with some sexual. That would be a silly thing to break bring up. I've had a whole sex was a hilarious thing that you said. That was so funny. Um, also of note, possums can't carry rabies. Not funny, just a fact. Just they can't carry I'll remember rabies. Remember that. It's a good one. It's a good one. And um, you said you want you you don't want to kill yourself yourself. And so then I was thinking like can you list some like accidental ways to die or ways that you would be killed? Like this guy shoots a gun and it goes up. He's celebrating Cinco de Mayo and shoots a gun in the air and the bullet goes up and comes down and hits me in the head or like, right. Like something really, yeah. I don't know what random deaths are like, but like final destination. Yeah. Like if you could list, if you could give us either, it's like a crazy thing or a super mundane. You're just like walking and you fall down and you die. Or just like, I like the idea that you don't even want to kill yourself yourself. Like you want someone else to, you can't take responsibility for it, but you'd like it, love it if it could just happen randomly. Yeah, a rogue uh, slingshot. <laughs> uh, they've covered, I think, everything I want to say with the exception of, with regards to the video game reference, I really liked that particular video game reference who used Mortal Kombat. And when he mentioned callback, that's actually perfect for it because the words finish him could come up sometime later in the set or even if you were to just say flawless victory again, it, it, <laughs> there's a lot to it. Thank you. Yes, I also just really like the idea that you button mash to just get through certain situations as a button masher myself. I can really relate. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a combo. I don't know how I did it, but cool. You like that? No, I can't repeat any of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all Thank you guys so much. All right, clap more for Courtney Magleby. All right. Hey, you guys, this has been a really fun joke workshop. I'm having a good time. Uh, we have one comedian left for you. He's also been giving great comments all night. Excited to hear his new material or whatever material he wants to bring to us. Clap your hands together in a slappy-like motion for Ken Suzuki! Of infinite, underneath the surface level, I'll preserve the urge to flip into bliss at any moment. The wordplay is only... Possums can't carry rabies, Pam? Nope. Those lazy motherfuckers. <laughs> all these other animals are carrying the rabies load. And we're like, oh, I'm just going to play dead here until the time passes. All right, anyway, you guys are not going to like these jokes. Um, I'm going to be like what dude in the beginning was. Foreshadowing. Uh, and give you a warning now. Uh, so I went to a Chinese restaurant the other day. And boy, do they taste delicious. Like, for real, I was on the fence when it came to cannibalism. But who knew? Nothing tastes better than the spilled blood of innocent chinks. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. Sex toys. They're evolving. They've gotten so much better since we haven't they yet. They're amazing. They can do things now. There's craftsmanship. There's value to them. But <laughs> the age-old rule still applies. Sex, sex toys, no matter how good they are, they do not make good hand-me-downs. <laughs> you know, there's a one-generation thing. It's written on the label. Not meant to be family heirloom. Grandma's, grandma's crystal butt plug gets buried with her. No matter how expensive this is. I don't care if it's worth a million dollars. 
Oh, it's just one of the universal truths. It's like mom always said, some truths are always universal. Mom always said there'd be days like this. Mom always said the way to a man's heart is through his prostate. <laughs> Apparently I'm not a man or I don't have a prostate. Or I, no woman's ever been able to win my heart. Uh, I think those are all the new ones that I'm going to work on. However, uh, you think with the health craze these days and all these like vegan-based lubricants that we did finally come up with a coconut oil-based lube, don't you think? Um, yeah, just coconut oil. Why not? Coconut oil, that's how you want to do it. It's the healthy, edible, all-purpose lubricant is what it is. You can cook with it. You get your MCTLs through the skin. Do your hair. I probably should have ended with edible all-purpose lubricant, but I think that's how I'm going to end it. I'm still trying to make coconut oil work. Sex toys will be what I'm working on for the next month, though. Thank you. Learned on this journey, and he is the best of Ken Suzuki. We have, and we have plenty of, we have plenty of time. I, uh, I found this out, and it worried me. So, uh, but don't use coconut oil with uh, latex condoms. I don't, would only use coconut oil when raw, like for anal. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, sorry, Pam. Yeah, no, no, whatever. I, hey, but I um, found out you're not supposed to use them with, uh, with latex yeah, condoms because it degrades the quality. Oh, of yeah, the yeah, yeah. So it's like more of a, like, that's just health tips. But yeah, coconut oil is great otherwise. <laughs> All health purpose. Tips. Uh, yeah, I, I always love when you open with a, like, a shock joke. So mm -hmm. keep doing that. Like, make, make the audience really uncomfortable and then win them over. I, uh, I love that. Do you guys like the premise of them making poor uh, hand-me-downs? So I actually know someone whose mother did give them a <laughs> 80s vibrator that was a plug into the Vintage. wall. Vintage. But like here in a shoebox, like here's this vibrator. I'm done with it. I'm like in my 80s. So could you explore more like, and also I like the idea that like you bury it with grandma, like in an, an like Egyptian burial tomb. Like they can take it to the next life. Like yeah. what yeah, are we exactly. doing? Like with these sex toys, everyone has their own unique size. I just really want to hear more and more about why one could or could not gift or is there a, an, an edge case where you could give it to someone? I think you actually have a callback opportunity with grandma's crystal butt plug, which is a very bizarre thing to say. Uh, but when you said, you was unexpected, the thing about the way to my heart is through my prostate. And then you start talking about your prostate and then like no one's been able to find it. And then you could say, if only I had grandma's crystal butt plug. <laughs> So it would be like a callback to the previous, because you already brought it up. And grandma's crystal butt plug is like a great thing to say. It's just a funny, it's just a weird, funny words to say. That's, that's the name of your album. <laughs> grandma's crystal butt plug. And like your family was actually quite wealthy, but then your grandmother in her later years spent a million dollars on a crystal butt plug, forever fucking up the family's fortunes. I don't know. Yeah, diamond a lot of money to spend on a sex toy. I don't like, know. Have you seen the craftsmanship of these plugs? <laughs> no, these things are, are like works of art. Okay, so you need to put that in the joke. You need to say that with all sincerity. Have you seen the craftsmanship on these crystal butt plugs? They are a work of art. It's a great, it's a really funny line. Worth every penny. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the word chinks, though. I mean, you're Asian, but technically yeah. you're Japanese. Yeah. And chinks are Chinese, and it's really derogatory. I feel like there's a it's way, not really, not really. but it's, I it's mean. A, it's a slur we use when we get too high, when we look at our faces. Really? I mean, like, there's a couple, like, 
that really are hard. I mean, they're hard words to hear. It's like, like gook is another hard one that's like, whoa. And then it makes me think of lube. Anyway, but um, so I'm just wondering, like, I get that they're dead and they're Chinese and there's too many of them anyway or whatever. Like the premise. Okay, those are it. your words, Pam. Oh, oh no, no. Got <laughs> well, no, you're talking about cannibalism, right? And so we're cannibalizing the Chinese for the Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Is, is that not what the joke's about? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, there's... No, it's about just killing Chinese people, Pam. Come on. Well, I... (laughs) (laughs) Dropping the mic. I was just trying to think like... Because, I mean, I have have a joke about killing Chinese babies because of iPhones. Because we do kill Chinese babies for iPhones and stuff. But, I I mean, I don't know. I... Say whatever words you want. Just, for some reason, those hard K or hard R words when they're a slur just sound mean. Or maybe I'm just too sensitive or maybe only Louis C.K. can do it. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. But if you feel comfortable saying chink, then by all means. Mm -hmm. I want to buy the audience. (laughs) See what happens. See what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody other comments for Ken Suzuki? Nobody? Anybody? All right, Kansuzuki, yay! Oh, we have more. Uh, I think the uh, uh, Chinese joke one probably depend a lot on the room we are in. Oh, yeah. But you could say, I can say that because I'm Japanese, because I know there's like... Because they have a reputation for slaughtering the Chinese. Yeah, exactly, the exactly. I don't exactly. know, I don't know. I know there's a lot of hatred there. This is my very pop uh, 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 geopolitical knowledge. And you say, don't worry, like a Korean guy could say he wants to kill me. It'll be fine. I don't know. <laughs> You know, right? Because that's the, garbage on my part. Well, because it, it's—I mean, the Japanese and the Chinese have a huge history, and then the Koreans too. And there's all—and it's for us, we're like white people, like oh, they all look the same. But I guess all white people look the same too. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of every. I mean, I mean, I guess all people kind of look the same. If you think we all have two eyes and two ears, and I don't understand anything PC anymore. I don't get it. I mean, that's why I enjoy your comedy so much is because you break the bound. You say like, fuck your PC bullshit, San Francisco. I'm just going to say things. And it's great because you, you push boundaries. And that's, you know, I think what it's about for, for some of it. Does anybody else have any comments? Thank you. Ken Suzuki, yay! <laughs> Pushing the envelopes. Yay. Um, guy with the beanie, are you wanting to do any comedy? Did you? Because there's time and there's on the. Are you just hanging out? It's cool if you're just hanging out. Oh. Well, no, if you have a mic, whatever you feel comfortable with. I just saw you there and I didn't know if you wanted to go up or not. And we have time, otherwise, I can. I wanted to talk to you about tomorrow. Do you still have spaces for the show? Oh, let me. Um, let's. We'll finish this up and then we'll talk. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being here at Joke Workshop tonight. It's been a really, really good one. And thank you guys so much for all being here and really participating throughout. Again, yay, 6,000 downloads. Yay. In a month, it's 1,500 a week. I feel like I want to like high five all the people listening on the radio. So, and we've been listening to Simeon Scribes today as Music in the Fills, a local band and blah, blah, blah. This has been Joke Workshop. I never even told you I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. Uh, join us on join me us who the fuck do I think I am join me on Wednesday at noon for the AltaCast where uh, I do news with the socialist bent from NARL pro-choice America and drug policy alliance because that's the only news I really care about abortions and drugs uh, also we do the um, hot dirty pee and the sheriff rap uh, this week I'm gonna try to do some Melania quotes that are plagiarized from Michelle Obama so we're gonna have it's gonna be we do a rap every week it's a lot of fun and then at 
two o'clock it's some call me tim where we talk about religion and everything super fun special guest mike scott great guy super exciting to have him on and uh friday pamtastic's comedy clubhouse it's the uber shitty comics who drive show so it's com- comedians who have driven for uber or lyft in the past um, and they're all going to do jokes about it. And my friend, um, Katie Shewelds made these shirts that say Uber shitty and they've got this cool thing and please support her. She's a local artist. All right. Uh, support your local artist, everybody. Thanks for uh, being here at Mutiny Radio. Bye. Relate to this, creative bliss. Can you relate to this? Can you relate to this, creative bliss? This goes out for all the artists. Can you relate to this, creative bliss? Can you relate to this? Can you relate to this, creative bliss? This goes out for all the artists. When the creative vibe arises in my spine, I feel alive and fully realize that the time to die until the moment has arrived. I slow my roll and open up my eyes wide. Listen to the vibe as it enters me. Forget all dissension and let it be. See this be the pivotal moment to find a part from which I erupt with this lyrical art form. A newborn expression, original, no precedent. Pens like a wick explode after a slip. The artist resides in a space untouched in your mind where things don't seem so rough. A creation is just a waiting manifestation, expression of the deepest contemplation. Words do emerge, words organize and blur to somehow convey meaning through musical surge. Can you relate to this, creative bliss? Can you relate to this? Can you relate to this, creative bliss? This goes out for all the artists. Can you relate to this, creative bliss? Can you relate to this? Can you relate to this, creative bliss? This goes out for all the artists. I make music, reaching people with this groovy beat. Known to make you move your feet. It's so complete, I'm rolling deep into the rhythm. No If you're like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. Global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? Absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, 
Blues, Country and Western, Electronica, Soul, Disco, Rhythm and Blues, Punk and Post-Punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. This is a story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Fap, acid fapping, fapping it acid, acid fapping, fapping it acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. Your little feet 
singing all my songs I'm the man who writes the country hits My words are solid gold I'm sure that you've been told I'm the man who writes the country hits
That's how it happened, living life by the drop. 